from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. I'll take this second to commend Dennis Cox for his bump music. Mm-hmm. He's shown great growth. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. <laughs> In what sense? I appreciate it. Thanks. In what sense? It's almost like you said about the, the gym class. Or what was it? Bowling. Yeah. Yeah, start slow. And then, then when you improve, you're like, oh my God. No, no, no. It's what I said, it's amazing. What I said about bowling was you int- if if those who took the bowling class at NC State at the old Western Lanes mm-hmm. will know what I'm talking about. You intentionally bowl terribly. Tank. Like the gutter, gutter ball, gutter ball, gutter ball. Twelve. So that when the semester ends and you're bowling one seventy five, it's this huge improvement. Because, man, look where you started. Look where you are now. Amazing. Well, there, was, there was a lot of gutter balls. From Dennis? From Dennis on his bump music. And now really? he is, he's like throwing turkeys. What is it after one turkey? Okay. A double turkey? So, okay, let me, a little pro tip before we say hello to Jeremy Markovich, NC Rabbit Hole. Um, and this is this is a dereliction of me. They're not training you properly yeah. into your radio career. There's two things you never do. <laughs> I'm complimenting him. No, no, backhandedly. Oh. So, two two things you should never do as a radio host. But I'm saying right now no, he's no. on fire. Like, right, but you said he was b- throwing gutter balls. Before, early. yeah. Okay, that's a backhanded compliment. Here's the thing. No, he could still. Joe, okay. just okay, listen. I'm listening. I'm listening. Listen, okay? Two things you should never do as a radio host. And anybody who's listening that ever wants to get in this game, there are two things you should never do. Never, rule number one, never say anything negative about the engineer. Ever. Because the engineer ultimately controls everything. The engineer knows where the bodies are buried. All right? Yes, we do. No, 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 no. Oh, I've engineered too. I know that. I'm talking about the chief engineer. I'm talking about Will. Oh, yeah. Oh, Okay. There's levels to this. Buy him cookies. Right. Always be nice to the chief engineer. Never blame equipment failure. Something's broken, yada, yada, yada. No, because the engineer's working his ass off way too much for you to be going on the air, you know, like, eh, whining about something not working, all right? They got, like, they're fixing eight different other things right now. You're, you know, your mic light not working is low on the priority list. So never, ever say anything bad about a chief engineer. I didn't do that. You didn't. Okay. I know hosts who have, <laughs> and, they, and the, that person was dead to the engineer, and you don't want to be that guy. The second is producers. Don't don't question the producers' music choices. If you got better music choices, you come up with the bump list, Joe. You know, I speak on this with authority because I was a producer once, and I took great care with my music curation. I had little themes that I would do from time to time. Where I'm like, ooh, here's a topic we're talking about. I'm going to play this song. I remember I got into an argument with the program director who didn't get my bump musics. He's like, oh well, uh, we were talking about the NCAA tournament. We bound, we we came out with Fallout Boys Dance Dance. Now, why do you think I would play Fallout Boys Dance Dance ahead of an NCAA tournament discussion, Joe? What do you think I would do that? The big dance, dancing, yes. Everybody's yes. dancing, right? Not not hard to figure out. But this this program director was just like, I don't get it. Well, that's a you problem. Okay, I took that personally. There's a way to talk to producers about their bump music selection. And I've done this with Dennis. Just complimented him. No, you backhanded him. (laughs) 
And I, I remember I told, I had a conversation with Dennis in the hallway. Dennis, you'll remember this, where I said, hey, hey, hey. Maybe give Little Brother and Ninth Wonder Productions yeah. a rest. Yeah, I was a little heavy with it for a yeah, while. It's like, you know, you, you've been working them overtime. And I, and I have been. And you've mixed it up. Yeah. So there you go. Been on I, fire. I didn't tell you what to play. I just told you, eh, maybe give it a rest. That's all. There's yeah. a, there's subtlety here. Not, little man, greater. that stuff was trash. It's not like Dennis... It's not well, like it's using the bowling analogy. Right. That's all. It's he's not like it's, it's like not all like kinds of tennis right now. I don't even know what more than like, one three in a row is. Look, man, it's not like Dennis turkey? started a show with Lagrange. Lagrange. Okay, yeah. so he'll always have that going. Yes, uh, over Jonathan Rand. Jeremy Markovich joins us now. NC Rabbit Hole is the newsletter. He just peeped some game in the radio world. Hi, Jeremy. How are you, man? Oh, I'm great. How are y'all? Good. One with nature. Yeah, you're one with nature. One with nature. All right. So NC Rabbit Hole newsletter. I feel like you've, I think you've elevated the game in that everybody can make fun of Outer Banks. Okay. Yeah. Everybody can make fun of Outer Banks and their misunderstanding of North Carolina and the Outer Banks itself and everything else. And there's reasons for it. But you wrote about something today that I caught and I got irrationally upset with um, the, uh, the Righteous, Righteous, Righteous Gemstones on HBO, where mm-hmm. uh, little ba- baby Billy Bobby, whatever. Uh, was mm-hmm. driving off into South Carolina. He's taking this exit to Fayetteville or something like that on I-95. I'm thinking, that doesn't exist. Where is this no. exit? Where is this road? Where the hell is he? That looks like it's somewhere near Charleston. That is nowhere near anywhere by south of the border, where which is where you'd get your little 95, right? What mm-hmm. is that? What, 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 what are we talking about here? Okay, okay. So there's a scene, season two, episode four, where, you know, Baby Billy, Walton Goggins, who, by the way... Uncle Baby Billy, my bad. Uncle Baby Billy. There is no better, like, looking character, like, visually interesting character on television than Uncle Baby Billy. Like, the glasses, the suit, the hair, like, Mm. like, Walton Goggins has it. I don't down. know. I think I think Shiv's pantsuit selection on Succession is much yeah, more interesting. But anyway, I could see that. Well, it's all on HBO, regardless. Mm-hmm. So, so basically, uh, yeah, he is a dramatic scene. I'm not going to give it any spoilers if you actually haven't seen the show, which is is fine. But yeah, there's a scene where he dramatically dresses BMW convertible out of South Carolina into North Carolina, very dramatically. And and when you look at like the screen, you don't even like, it's not a very long part of it. Like he's going across a bridge, across a marsh. There is a big green highway sign that says, you know, I-95 North to Fayetteville. There's an exit, uh, let's see, 296B, which does not exist. And uh, there is a, a little sign underneath that says like leaving South Carolina. So like visually, as a, as a, as a road nerd as I am, yes. I have like my OCD flared up very big with this like i was just like there are so many levels of, of wrongness with this and i i have a list now and and it like i know this like in the grand scheme of things doesn't matter and like i know like danny mcbride like unc school of the arts yeah. alum yeah yeah makes excellent stuff i love it like and i'm okay like eastbound and down i know it's based in shelby county north carolina i know it's not real i get it like that's fine but like when you can give me a bite-sized thing that I can then tee off on. I don't know why that is just like angry fuel for me. Like I just get irrationally upset about, about 
that being depicted in the way that it was. No, I'm, no. Look, I'm with, like anytime I watch an old episode of say Frasier or News Radio mm-hmm. or the movie Airheads, any sort of depiction of radio, I get an irrational anger with that kind of stuff too because they're depicting things like it doesn't work that way. What are you talking about? So I get your road yeah. rage, your literal road rage on this sort of thing. I kind of feel like yeah. I want to play. Guess where Jeremy is right now? You sound like you're in a middle school gym. Yet you look like you're out in the middle of a field somewhere. What well, what is going on around you? Well, well, I'm in a field. Uh, if you need to know, I'm a, I'm currently in Kernersville, North Carolina, the fine fine city of Kernersville. Yeah. Uh, my 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 speaker on my speakerphone that I'm using here went out, so I have these backup earbuds that make me sound like I'm inside some kind of a yeah, like a middle school gym. But uh, that is currently what's happening here. Um, but like so so. You're wondering where I am, and so I was. By the way, just just to complete the circle here, <laughs> this scene, like you were saying, was shot in Charleston. Mm-hmm. That's where it was shot. It was shot in Charleston. It was shot on a bridge that that the city of Charleston paid ten million dollars to build in 2008 to a very large uh, housing development that never materialized because this was 2008. Uh, it turns out this is a uh, it's also a super fun site, <laughs> and this is this is not a joke. Uh, this site was so polluted that back in 1992, a man was just like like going like shrimping in the Ashley River near this site, and he caught a bunch of shrimp. He put them in a cooler, and the cooler spontaneously combusted. So that is the level of pollution that they're dealing with to get this thing cleaned up, uh, to get it opened up, to make this bridge to nowhere actually be a bridge to somewhere. That just happens to be the bridge that they used in this scene of this show. So it has a bizarro South Carolina backstory. Yeah, it sounds like it. Sounds like it. Jeremy it's- Markovich, NC Rabbit Hole. <laughs> All right, man, we appreciate it. You get back out there to do whatever it is you're doing. We'll talk to you later, man. Yeah. Stay away from the shrimp. Yeah. Yeah. Will do. Yeah. Career-driven individuals, ready to unlock your potential? Discover William Peace University's School of Professional Studies. Our classes are tailored for the working professional. Attend class on your terms with our online sessions and choose from various start dates throughout the year. Dive into a curriculum designed for success. Every class is a stepping stone that takes you closer to your career goals. Take one or more classes. It's in your hands. Elevate your career with William Peace University's School of Professional Studies. Dive deeper at williampeace.info sps. Your journey begins here. Joining us on the Heaster Automotive Group hotline, Andy Wittry on three. And the headline on on three this week, ACC memo, Power Five reaches consensus on what ACC calls must-haves with federal legislation. This came through a FOIA request. Angie joins us now. Andy, how are you, man? Good, Joe and Joe. How are we? Good. So I, uh, I, I find, I read the story. And I saw all the all the uh, information you had with this, and I found some things kind of confusing. They they have some things that are negotiable, and it almost seems like they are okay with players being paid as long as they're not considered employees. So where's the money in their compromise that the ACC theoretically wants to work with Congress over federal legislation? How do you have one without the other? I think they see maybe as their path where athletes are now independent contractors. Are they some sort of like licensee where they can use the school marks, their own marks, 
but there's not some sort of employee status, right? That leads to benefits that leads to paid time off. That leads to workers comp, all the stuff they don't want to have to pay for. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if it's feasible, but I think they're trying to thread such a narrow line. Can we both share the revenue or at least some portion of the revenue? Because at some point we all know it's probably inevitable, but can they kind of carve out the media rights for themselves and prevent the athlete status? I don't know if, if it's possible, but that's the angle they're at least trying to go as they pitch Congress to say, hey, help us out. This is what we want. This is what we're willing to kind of negotiate on. Andy, what's your name? I'm not laughing we're at you, laughing Andy. at you. We're I'm just la- kind of laughing This is you. a great, all-time great tweet that you have with their must-haves, right? And this is Jim Phillips, right? This is, let's not confuse ourselves. This is the, the commissioner of the ACC. This is where the memo came from. Yeah, so it, it came from a third-party attorney that was working with the ACC. So it was not written by Jim Phillips. Uh, I believe the lawyer's name was Jonathan Barrett. Um, okay. Actually, ironically, you'll love this part. He actually had worked with the Big Ten Conference for, I believe, 13 years during the creation of the Big Ten Network through Big Ten Expansion. So someone who's very plugged into Power Five high major athletics, he was the one that wrote this memo, was uh, disseminated to members, all the member schools of the ACC, so this was kind of written um, to ACC schools, but they did acknowledge that they said there was Power 5 consensus, what they call A5, Autonomy 5, sure. regarding those five big issues of no employee status, no NL rights and telecasts, no recruiting inducements, the preemption of state laws, and antitrust exemption. Those okay. are the big five. Okay, so to me, one is clear. The federal bill, they want, they want help. They can't govern themselves. They're completely inept. They all make a million dollars a year but they can't, they don't want to earn any of that money i get that part of it <laughs> no recruiting inducements means they don't want to pay for recruits out of high school or out of the portal good luck <laughs> as, okay so far <laughs> so far they're over two right. in my opinion uh and just for the just for the cherry on top of this delicious sandwich hey uh can we can we keep our antitrust exemption while we're at it <laughs> can you govern us and then give us a free pass i don't know like Andy, how are you keeping a straight face reporting any of this? <laughs> like, the no employment status for all the reasons that you mentioned. I, I am confused, though, Andy. Legit. What does that mean, no granting NL rights in telecasts? What does that mean? So, my impression, that means that, you know what? Your broadcast revenue, this is the biggest talking point right now for the Pac-12. There's been this war between, right, the Big 12 and Pac-12 vote. Whose media deal is worth more? All that money, which is only increasing right now. Oh. We lost Andy. I think he's saying that the player. Oh, there he is. There he is. Okay. We lost you momentarily. Anyway, continue what you were saying. Can you guys hear me? Sorry about that. Okay, now you're back. We're back with us. But I think you were saying that the Big 12 and the Pac-12, they're talking about NIL. I mean, uh, their own media rights. Is this a way of cutting players out from those rights? I believe that's what they're saying is that, you know what, if this was pro sports, you have collective bargaining, the players can get roughly 50%, give or take a percentage point or two. And if that's maybe the primary source of revenue for these athletic departments, they want to kind of seal that off and carve it okay. off as saying, this is ours, this is not for the athletes, which is a pretty big ask, I think. Andy Witcher joining us on three, sports business reporter, uh, has a story out this week where he obtained a memo from the ACC that was put together with legal representation about what what a game plan would look like going to Capitol and trying to find a way to get federal legislation to control name, image, and likeness. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you this based on your conversations with people around Power 5 uh, schools. 
the NCAA continues to take losses. I mean, we're here because the Supreme Court said, y'all, no. Like, this doesn't make any sense, and they shut it down. And I know it's early, but the latest case, which to boil it down is whether or not student-athletes are actually employees or should be employees of the universities because of all the control that is put on players to play, whether it's you can't take these classes, you have to do X, Y, Z. Sounds a lot like an employment contract to me, right? And they don't want to pay. So they're fighting this, and the initial reactions from the judges have been, uh, that's stupid. They sound like employees. So my curiosity is when you see memos like this and you talk to other people around the Power Five, are these true believers? Do they do they think if they keep making the same arguments that they're going to somehow come away with a win? It doesn't make a lot of sense to me. No, it doesn't. And the legal fees they've owed, the membership, right, the actual schools, people forget that the NCAA is both the headquarters, right? So maybe your employer is the NCAA. Yeah. But it's also the membership, right, of I think it's like 1,100 schools. And they're the ones that have had to foot a lot of that bill for these rising legal costs. So surely you would think that there are some younger, progressive-minded administrators and maybe school presidents who think, you know what? What if we do adapt? We do cut in the athletes who are kind of treated as essential workers, right? As we saw during the pandemic, mm-hmm. I, when I spoke to you yesterday that brought that up, that you know what? There's a reason they had those kind of quasi-bubbles and they're still playing games and there's all this TV revenue at stake. It kept the lights on, man. It yep. kept the lights on. It kept the lights on. And so I don't know if everyone is a true believer to use their words, but I think this is plan A. And what people are asking is, hey, should it even be plan A? But if not, what's uh, plan B, C, D? I think there's, what, 26 letters in the alphabet, right? So, <laughs> you, know, um, the, you know, the Swedish alphabet has a few more characters. My dad is a good buddy from Sweden. Yeah. Let's, let's go other letters, right, that we don't have. How many plans do you need beyond you know, uh, Congress pretty pleased will you do something for us? Andy, what you're joining us on three sports business reporters. Uh, all right, so you brought up the, the autonomy five, and uh, I'm trying to write, put the right context here. The ACC does not have a good track record of getting its getting the pulse of other conferences. Let's RIP the alliance, the short-lived alliance that had the Big Ten, the ACC, and the Pac-12. We saw how that played out. The Big Ten's taking teams from the Pac-12. Um, so why does the ACC feel like if we put this forward, if we try to be a leader in this space that others are going to follow suit or the rest of the Autonomy Five is going to follow suit, this is something that Jillio and I have talked about. If you were truly being forward-thinking, if you were truly trying to save your own conference, who's to stop one of these leagues from saying, we'll be the first to put players on a payroll? We'll be the first. Because there's no rules about this stuff now. So they can just do what they want. Who's stopping a conference from doing that right now? Once again, it depends on the structure of are they employees? Are they subcontractors? For, for, the sake of, for the sake of this conversation and your conversation with people around, have you talked to an AD or some other administrator that has thought, you know what? You know what? Maybe the way we, we compete going forward, the, the next escalation isn't a t- TV contract. It's, hey, you come play in our conference, you're getting straight up paid. What's stopping a con- I mean, has that conversation come up? You know, that hasn't, but I think it's a fair question, right? I think I've heard that floated maybe more by media types than an AD. Okay. What happens if the Pac-12 did that, right? They were the first um, conference footprint with California Mm -hmm. that passed an NIL law back in 2019. It didn't take effect until later, but they were the ones that really forced the NCAA's hand and Florida and other states followed with NIL. What if the ACC or Pac-12 or Big 12 
or one of the conferences that's not in the quote-unquote power two that people are projecting, what if they went first and said, you know what, all of our athletes, at least in maybe the, the three or four biggest sports, will cut you a check of 50 grand a year, 20 grand, or whatever that number is, you're right, that would be a competitive advantage, a first mover advantage, and others would have to follow. So as far as the mechanics and legality, I'll leave that to people smarter than me, but I do think that is worth a, you know what, a whiteboard somewhere in, in Pasadena or, you know, name your ACC member school campus that is worth exploring, I think, right? So again, Andy, I'm getting back to the tweet. And I'm sorry, I'm not trying to be reductive to your work because you did you did really good work here. But I'm, I'm looking at these five must-haves and I'm thinking to myself, you're going to get none of these. <laughs> like, not one. You're not going to get not one. Of, maybe, 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 no, none. The antitrust, maybe the antitrust, but what, how are there sane people like Jim? Okay. You said this was a, a firm hired by the ACC. Okay. I was at, he was at, maybe you were there too. Jim Phillips at the ACC football kickoff talked as if it was 1955 and Walter Byers was still running the NCAA. Like how is this attitude productive for the ACC? Let alone, why would there be a law firm that agrees with him other than they just want to take his money? I was going to say, hours, because fools part with good. their money. I think you may have just answered the question as far as the law firm, Joe. <laughs> and I, I do want to be clear that this is, you know, this was the ACC memo once again. So went to their schools, was not written by the league office, but this expressed that there was reported consensus across the Power Five. So as I understand it, based on this memo, Every conference has agreed on certain things. So those five, they said there's a consensus. So I don't know if I would paint this as the ACC is the leader. And I'm not saying they're not either, but this is something that is more of a collaborative effort. And there's at least some things that they believe there's a consensus on. So I think it's all five power five conferences. It alluded to the conference commissioners. It alluded to government relations consultants. So these are high level people. So not just Jim Phillips, okay. but all of his peers. They've all reportedly agreed on at least a few things, which you know, we're, we're laughing at here today. So they're kind of in this together, which to go back to the alliance, who's going to break first for their own good? At what point does someone say, you know what, actually, let's, uh, let's bend the rules a little bit because this is going to help us versus, you know, like the ACC or Big 12 or whomever. Yeah, you know, that's a mistake on my part, Andy. This is I wasn't thinking ahead with things like NIL. I should have come up with a T-shirt design that just said the alliance and then the, the date, the what was it like six months that the not alliance even. not even six months anyway andy we appreciate you uh we, we're not trying to make this a, a, a sounding board we are just two dudes in the triangle trying who, to see if this is real who cover <laughs> who cover a lot of world? acc stuff and we're seeing this memo we're going come <laughs> on guys it's 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 kind of maddening 2023 yeah let's get with the program guys let's stop doing these memos and lord knows what it costs andy we appreciate it man great work of course, anytime. Thank you for having me. Andy Wittry uh, on three sports. More great news for carry commuters. With the new Go Carry app, you can track your bus live on the interactive map feature. Stay informed with the latest news and service updates right at your fingertips. Save your favorite locations and routes for quick and easy access, making your daily commute a breeze. Plus, with the Go Carry app, you can easily connect to gocarry.org for even more resources and information. Best of all, the Go Carry app is absolutely free to download on the Apple and Google Play stores. Go Carry, we're getting there is just a tap away. 
Did you know that your unused medications could end up in the wrong hands? It's important to keep your medication secure in a locked location, such as a locking box or locking cabinet. When it's time to dispose of them, safety and properly dispose of old, expired, or unused meds by using an at-home disposal product or a medication disposal box in your community. Don't miss out on medication take-back events happening near you. Don't let anyone take what's yours. Lock your meds. Be aware. Don't share. Learn more at lockyourmeds.org nc. Business report. Speaking of the Big Ten, job got posted. The commissioner job got posted. Uh, turnkey put the uh, turnkey whatever, whatever it's called, uh, put out the. Uh, Do they need three search firms to find their next? No, I don't think so. So I'm looking at I'm looking at this. Interested candidates and/or nominations, please go to turnkey.com. Blah 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 blah. They're gonna make Jim apply again. <laughs> Maybe. Well, here's what this is why I bring it up because Jim Phillips was the longtime AD at Northwestern. Northwestern. Uh, he was in the running for the Big Ten commissioner considered job. Considered by most to be the logical replacement. Instead, it's Kevin Warren. Kevin Warren ends up having an interesting tenure as the Big Ten commissioner. Yeah. Now he's off to go be the president of the Chicago Bears. Got it. Here is the representative position summary for Big Ten commissioner integrity. Unblemished track record of personal and professional behavior, ethics, and integrity, completely aligned with the Big Ten values. Does that sound Are like they forward-facing? Inclusive, empowering, and equitable. Objective, impartial, and fair. When balancing competing concerns, universally respected. Does that sound like Jim Phillips to you? Okay. Academic passion. It's the Big Ten we were talking about. Devoted to lifelong learning and education. Curious, inquisitive, open-minded, smart, strategic. Every freaking buzzword you can imagine. Intellectually creative, able to bring many factors into a decision and anticipate changing circumstances. Does that sound like Jim Phillips? Consensus builder, a statesperson, excellent interpersonal and communication skills, good listener, diplomatic, conflict resolution skills, selfless team player, ability to build coalitions and lead through complex, challenging, and constantly shifting headwinds, master collaborator, change agent. Now you've lost me. Now this is gobbledygook. This is just garbage. Change agent. That's a buzzword. You want to put a pin in that? We're going to circle back to this conversation? Thought leader who can execute. Like, I really just want to take Brett Kavanaugh's... It wasn't a ruling. Yeah, it was his opinion. His opinion. Yeah. And I just want to, like, hand deliver it to all of these different commissioners and administrators and show them this isn't... As Andy was saying, I've heard that in the media, right, about some of our suggestions. Mm -hmm. That's not the media. That is the Supreme Court of the United States telling colleges that your current model does not work and will not legally hold up in this country. Yeah. And now they've gone and hired a law firm that is saying, these are the five things that we must have. And basically, all of them fly in the face of what Kavanaugh wrote. Yeah, yeah, it all. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Mean, does, meanwhile, as you said, what did they pay this Barrett law firm? Oh, the billable m- hours has to be. Meanwhile, off the charts. you know, you're going to try to protect the TV revenue money. Like that is the clearest challenge I could see yet. I want to see one of these players who who played football during the pandemic, who does not make the NFL. I want to see them, just like Ed O'Bannon put his name on the video game lawsuit, mm-hmm. I want to see one of them challenge this. Because the truth of the matter is, these schools would not be in the financial position that they are without sports, without football, without men's basketball. 
and period, end of story. The billions in revenue is not just from what they generate from playing, but the the acclaim that these schools get by being on television, by somebody in Lincoln, Nebraska going, hey, dad, I want to go to Clemson. Yeah. Well, why? Well, look, they have this really cool hill that they run down, and they have a rock that they rub. Hey, mom, I want to go to Chapel Hill. Well, why? Well, they have this old well that you go by and you take your picture, and Michael Jordan went there. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not, this is not hyperbole. I, I don't understand any of it. Why, why are lucid, clear-minded, professional adults going back to a law firm and saying, well, this is what the Supreme Court just said, but what do they know? What do they matter? Mm-hmm. Last time I checked, they're the law of the land. That That's why they matter. I don't... I, am I hallucinating today? I mean, you're not hallucinating. I think ultimately the uh, the people who are, are arguing this are just arguing on behalf of the presidents who ultimately want something, and they haven't gotten with the times. So as simple as that. Sorry, I was I was going through the bullet points for the Big Ten commissioner and all the wonderful things that you have to do in order to be— And again, the, they probably spent a bunch of money on that, and they're just going to hire Jim Phillips. Well, yeah, I'm, re- well, I'm <laughs> glad you brought up they spent a— ton of money to come up with this stuff and i was the reason why i was reading what i was reading is because all of this means nothing i could technically apply for the big 10 job because uh, there's really no what are what, what are the qualifications other than these buzzwords integrity academic passion consensus builder change agent business innovator okay anyway here's the key part and why you know we bring up jim phillips and why he might be the actual guy to go uh, to go do this a strong understanding of the differences between professional sports and college sports. What's Jim Phillips been going on and on and on and on about as yep. the ACC commissioner? What did you kind of push back on at ACC kickoff this past summer? Yeah, it's not about volleyball anymore, yeah, man. Or women's well, soccer, or in, any of the other in, sports that don't generate in, revenue because, quite frankly, they, those television contracts don't bring in a billion dollars as the new Big Ten deal does on an annual basis kevin warren did the dirty work of getting these tv deals and now they oh, can bring and adding and usc adding and ucla don't and, forget and now. now jim phillips can come in the current ACC like commissioner can come back in to pollyanna sure and go back to well this is what the big 10 is ultimately about holistic approaches to the student athlete welfare and he'd be good at it of course kevin warren did the dirty work we'll see where they go in this direction your heart it's the only one you have fortunately you also have a choice expert cardiologists talented surgeons, highly skilled specialists, all of whom chose WakeMed. Why? The main reason is the same reason patients choose WakeMed. Everything you need for the best possible care is right here. Learn more at WakeMed.org. WakeMed Heart and Vascular Physicians. Your heart, your choice.